Order like a champ at Raisin Cane's. With tailgates of hand-battered chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade, you can guarantee victory for every game day meal. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. Order online or on our app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Beth. On a Tuesday. It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. It's a somber show tonight, but, you know, we got to get it done. Lots to get into. NFL, the Super Bowl is set. You know who's going to be in it, and I'm not too happy about that. Matt LaFleur, you got his wish. Definitely got his wish. Now we'll see exactly what happens in Green Bay. And it's the one-year anniversary for Kobe Bryant, GG Bryant, you know, all the others that lost their lives in that fatal crash that day. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. So I don't have to tell you who won the games. You guys know who won the games. We can talk about it, though. We can talk about how everybody today is still on their Tom Brady's the GOAT wave. Tom Brady's this. Tom Brady's that. Let me give you my thoughts on it. Tom Brady is one of the greatest players that ever played his game. Absolutely. 100%. But his play did not get them to the Super Bowl. It didn't. The Tampa Bay Bucks defense showed up on this playoff run. All road games, they showed up. You know, they had Washington. That was a cakewalk. They go into New Orleans. They upset the Saints. And then they go into Lambeau Field and they upset the Packers. In all of those games, Tom Brady has a completion percentage in the 50s. And he's throwing interceptions. So is Tom Brady actually the reason... They won these games? No. No, he's not. So let me give you a different comparison. All right. Say LeBron James ends up getting to the finals, and in the Western Conference finals, LeBron James averages 13 points, four rebounds, six assists, shoots 42% from the field, shoots 29% from three, and shoots 62% from the line. And the Lakers get to the finals. Because the team collectively stepped up. Everybody stepped up. The bench mob stepped up. Starting five. You know, the other guys on the starting lineup stepped up. And then we over here say, well, man, LeBron James is the GOAT. He just keeps getting to NBA finals. He's just the man. Did he do it? Or did the team do it? My man Mike Guido said on his show on Monday that, you know, he really has no interest in watching this Super Bowl. I agree with him. We love Pat Mahomes. There's a lot of people out there that love Tom Brady. I'm not saying I hate Tom Brady. I don't hate Tom Brady. I'm just not over the moon about Tom Brady. But I respect him. It's great. But am I, am I excited to, to watch this game? No, I'm not. Because in some ways, the NFL, under this Tom Brady era, kind of feels like the NBA. It kind of feels like it's already predetermined who's going to play in the biggest game of the year or the NBA Finals. We all know when Jordan played, the Bulls were going to end up in the NBA Finals. 
we have you know that that idea I guess or feeling with LeBron James as well Tom Brady has turned the NFL into the NBA in regards to that so my question is where's the storyline what are we looking forward to in this game where are the subplots where are the the headlines does this feel like a super fight is this Hagler Hearns is this Leonard Hagler is this Leonard Hearns is does this feel like that no it doesn't it just feels like another Tom Brady Super Bowl where we're gonna see him make an excellent throw here or there and the kicker is gonna go ahead and win the game and everybody's gonna be oh Tom Brady's the greatest uh, greatest of all time goat 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 Brady I have better stuff to do with my time than to watch that. It's kind of this, the feeling that I have about this Super Bowl, it's kind of like that NBA Finals between the Spurs and the Pistons that year. Of course, it's the NBA Finals. Everybody loves basketball. We'll watch it, right? But it had the lowest ratings in NBA history because of the matchup. I'm not saying that the ratings are going to be low for the Super Bowl. Hell, it may break ratings. People love Brady. People love Mahomes. But for me, feels very Pistons Spurs-like. I don't want to see it. I don't care to see it. The Bills versus the Packers was my Super Bowl prediction. That would have been a great game. Because we're seeing two small market teams vying for the Super Bowl crown. One guy has been removed from the Super Bowl since 2010. The other quarterback is with a franchise that has had so much heartbreak and so much heartache that you can't help yourself but root for them. Who am I rooting for here? Tom Brady, I hope he gets number seven. Rob Gronkowski, oh, look at him coming out of retirement. He's just going to win a championship. Am I going to root for Bruce Arians? Great head coach. What about the running back, Leonard Fournette? Oh, he was such a knucklehead in Jacksonville. He straightened himself out with Tampa Bay. No storylines. Not one interesting storyline. I wonder what they're going to come up with. Maybe they'll talk about Tom Brady's life. About how he's always been counted out and doubted. The fact that he had to share snaps and games with Drew Henson in Michigan. The fact that he was wasn't highly touted in the combine and ended up going in the sixth round of the draft. Maybe maybe that's the story. But guess what? We've heard that story so many times. Or maybe they'll say, well, Belichick Belichick must be home uh, miserable right now. No, he's not. Belichick has never once said that Tom Brady was a terrible quarterback. He just knew that at this point of their careers, they did not need each other anymore. Hell, Tom Brady went somewhere else and got all these weapons. Do you honestly think that Tom Brady would have just went anywhere? He chose Tampa Bay. He called them. Hey, see you guys have a little quarterback issue. Maybe I can be able to come in here and... Help you guys out. Since you have all those great weapons over there and that money, we can be able to work something out, right? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, Tom. Come on down. Tom Brady didn't look at anybody else. He circled Tampa Bay on his list. I can be able to come here for this franchise that it's a little desperate. I may be able to, you know, Pull my weight around here. I may be able to pull a few strings and 
lean on a couple people, and maybe they'll give me exactly what I want. And lo and behold, he did exactly that. Got all the pieces that he wanted. Everything's all great in Tampa. They're the first team to play in a whole Super Bowl in the history of the game. And who delivers it? That's right. Tom Brady. So, I guess that'll be the storyline. But for me, I'd rather football storylines. I'd rather struggle and, you know, getting over adversity. Where's the getting over the adversity here? Chiefs 14-2. and two. Tom Brady had a stacked roster to the point where he can be able to play like crap, throw three picks in a championship game, and still win? Hey, great story, great story. Great story of a guy that has six championship rings. He's been to more conference championships than most teams combined. Great story. It's not something I want to watch, honestly. And I don't think I am. There was a time where I stopped watching the NBA because the Bulls were always in the finals. I was a kid. I had a choice to just watch cartoons. Maybe that's what I'll do now. Maybe I'll watch some cartoons that Sunday. Yeah, I'll play with my son and we'll watch Daniel Tiger or Little Baby Bum. Enjoy myself that way. But the Super Bowl... I have no interest in watching that game. I have no interest in hearing any more GOAT conversation talks because does it hurt Tom Brady's legacy to lose? No. Does it help Tom Brady's legacy if he wins? No. His place in history is already stamped. Nobody has done what Brady has done. Where's the story? Where's the story? Coming up after the break... Matt LaFleur finally gets his wish on a Tuesday. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. The Green Bay Packers under Matt LaFleur. They've had tremendous success. I mean, over the last two years, if you want to talk about their regular season record, 26-6, and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And where have they gone? Nowhere. Is it Aaron Rodgers' fault? I mean, you you can place some blame on the quarterback. You always can. But is all the blame to go on the quarterback? I'd say no. The reason why I'd say no is because what I saw in that game on Sunday was disgraceful. What I saw on Sunday was a team and a coach that decided to play ego instead of playing smart football. You have the MVP. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is the regular season MVP of the NFL. They haven't announced it yet, but they will. You have that guy, and you don't go for it on fourth down. You kick a field goal, then you think your defense is going to be able to stop Tom Brady. Two minutes left, man-to-man coverage. He has to make a pass, and guess what? He did. Game over. Ball game. That's it. That's all she wrote. Second year in a row, Matt LaFleur looks over his head. He looks like the job is too big for him. 
See, a lot of times people kind of forget what sports is about. It's about winning. It's about going for the win instead of playing not to lose. Well, I can be able to map out my next 10 steps, see what happens because I'm playing it safe. No, you play it safe, you're going home. And that's what Matt LaFleur and his Packers did on Sunday. They went home. They didn't have to go far because they were already home, so they just got in their cars and drove away. But let's dive a little deeper into this, shall we? In the two years that Matt LaFleur has coached this team, and the GM as well, they're all in it, they've given Aaron Rodgers little to no help on the outside. Hell, they drafted the quarterback last season, and he wasn't even dressed. Listen to that. They drafted a guy in the first round of the NFL draft, and he didn't even dress the entire season. You could have got him a wide receiver. You could have got him more running back help. Obviously, he drafted A.J. Dillon. Not, not a bad choice. Could have got him tight. You could have got him so many different things. No, no, no. We're going to draft the quarterback and not even dress him. That's the right thing to do. That's called growing your investment. Really? See, what Tampa Bay did is they got Tom Brady, and they say, Tom, who do you want? Okay, give me Gronk. We'll go get him. Who else do you want? Want A.B. We'll go get him. I want to give Scotty Miller a bigger role. You got it. All of these things. I want Leonard Fournette. Everything Brady wanted to, to, to feel comfortable under center he got. While Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, Twiddling his thumbs. Yes, he has Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in football. But who else? Who else? And then Aaron Jones gets hurt in that game, which leaves Aaron Rodgers with one guy. They storm down the field. They get a touchdown after being down 28-10. Pull it to 23-28. It's now time for the two-point conversion. Aaron Rodgers drops back and throws a laser to, what's his name, St. Brown or whatever his name was. It went right through his hands. Why? Because the lack of talent that Aaron Rodgers has to deal with. That's an organizational issue. That's a Matt LaFleur choice. He could have drafted some wide receivers to help Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? He thought that Aaron Rodgers was done. Hell, a lot of people were saying that last year. Aaron Rodgers, he he doesn't look the same anymore. He's regressed. Regressed? Right. No, it's the fact that he had nobody to throw the ball to. So we saw a little frustration out of Aaron Rodgers after the game and said that he's unsure of his future. There's a lot of guys on his team, you know, whose futures are uncertain as well. They don't know. And obviously the GM is going to come out and say, hey, Aaron's our guy. Aaron's our guy. There was a report that came out that said that Aaron Rodgers is looking for a new contract. So I'm not sure if that's true. But let's dive into it as if it were true. Aaron Rodgers looks at his team and says, okay, you guys don't want to give me any help on the outside. Give me more money to stay here. And I think... This is his plan. Now, I'm just this is just hypothetical now. We're playing this scenario out. That he's making it difficult for the Packers to be able to give him that type of money so he can request to leave. Okay, well, if you don't want to give me weapons and you don't want to give me my money, then let me go. Let me go where I want to go. I'm sure if I go somewhere else, they'll give me what I want. What if this were to actually happen, though? Green Bay actually plays hardball with Aaron Rodgers and said, oh, we don't think that you, we, we can give you 40. It's not going to happen. Okay. And he leaves. Is Jordan Love ready to take over this Green Bay organization? No. So 
Matt LaFleur, you kind of punched yourself in the nuts, right? All you had to do was keep the quarterback happy, keep number 12 happy. You haven't done that. You want to have a nut-holding match against number 12. I, I want to see who wins that. He's a good coach, good young coach, but he's not great because we see what he does when the pressure gets a little tight. He chokes up, plays safe. Instead of hitting the ball 350 yards down the greens, he's taking chip shots. That's what he's doing. You don't win Super Bowls that way. Hell, Tom Brady just showed you that. So let's think about the last two games in the playoffs in consecutive years for the Packers. They get railroaded by the 49ers because Matt LaFleur looked over his head, right? First-year coach, inexperienced. You give him a pass, right? Following year, they lose to Tom Brady. So you got what you wanted, I guess. You, you, you made Aaron Rodgers hate being here and... Now you can be able to control this franchise how you want. You can get your young quarterback in here, and now it could be the Matt LaFleur show. Matt LaFleur is the one that got Green Bay back to prominence, back to where they're supposed to be, back to the prestige. It all just feels tainted and wrong, honestly. Like, to see Aaron Rodgers dejected like that and to really start questioning in his future, it's nonsense. A guy like that, a Hall of Famer like that, should never have to question his future. Never. Hell, we thought it was crazy when Belichick and Brady were going at it, and they were winning. Now we're seeing a guy that's 1-4 in, in NFC Championship games and really questioning what the hell is going on with this franchise going forward. Well, how can you blame him? Matt LaFleur is your coach. What confidence do you have in him to make the right decisions going forward? Couldn't trust you to win a game on Sunday. So why should you trust him to make some good decisions going forward? Maybe people will look at it a different way in regards to saying, man, you know, Green Bay, they were 13-3 this year, man. They, you know, they, they're close. They're close. I actually think that they're going to regress after this see when you had this type of success early on in your career as a head coach the humbling follows struggle so we'll we'll see what happens with green bay i'm i'm not i'm not too confident because i, I don't see them putting any help around aaron Rodgers. aaron jones is a free agent we'll see what the hell happens but man it's if Aaron Rodgers leaves, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, according to these reports, we don't know if it's true or not, but if he leaves, you have Matt LaFleur to blame. Coming up after the break, talk a little Kobe Bryant. On a Tuesday, it's all leaving. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now, I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here, let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So I haven't spoke about Kobe Bryant since, since he died. And it's been a year. I haven't watched many videos. I didn't watch the, you know, the funeral or the memorial service, whatever you want to call it. I haven't watched anything. Because that that hit me hard. And um even today, it's still still a very somber feeling. You know what I mean? Like, normally I'd be on this show jumping up and down and having an opinion and sticking to it. Today, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the energy for that. It's been a real tough day because thinking about 
a guy that's, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. It's hard. It's tough. So I don't, I don't really know how to formulate this. Like I, I took the IG this morning and I, I posted something about Kobe and Gigi and, you know, the other people that lost their lives. Rest in peace, everybody. We can never forget them as well. It's not just about Kobe and Gigi. A lot of other good people, a lot of other families got destroyed and ripped apart that day. So, but, um, yeah, man, I just, I just, I, I needed, I needed some time to, to think about it. And, and I'm here now and I still, I still need a little bit more time. But what I want to do is I actually want to just kind of celebrate his career. Like, I knew when Kobe Bryant retired, I knew that everybody would be like, man, yo, you know that Kobe Bryant, he he was something. I would always tell people, I remember I used to have friends, couldn't stand Kobe Bryant, oh, he's this and that, he's that, I don't like Kobe Bryant. And I used to always ask them, why do you hate Kobe Bryant? Oh, because he thinks he's Jordan. If he's the only person that can actually mirror one of the greatest of all time, is that a reason to hate somebody? Honestly, if he did it and failed miserably, you have you have some some leg to stand on here, but for him to be able to mirror one of the greatest of all time and then kind of etch his own career out I I think that that's pretty impressive. So, I always knew that history and time would be more favorable to Kobe Bryant than when he was playing in the present. And that's what you're starting to see now, right? The younger generation, they love LeBron. But they idolized Kobe Bryant. Everybody wanted to be Kobe, shot like Kobe, wanted to shoot a last second shot, whatever it was. Mama mentality everywhere. You're seeing everybody use that now and, you know, regular jobs. It's it's a way of life. Mama mentality is a way of life. And that's what he taught us is that be good at what you do. Be great at what you do. There's going to be a lot of times where you're focused on your craft and you want to be the best and people are looking at you like, oh, well, you just think that you're better than everybody. Nah, it has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that I want to be the best, so I'm going to continue to strive for that. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to be the best. I'm here to blaze my trail of greatness so that my family can be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. It's not about what you guys think of me. It's not whatever opinion you have. That's not what wakes me up in the morning. No, what wakes me up in the morning is the the goal, the vision, the dream of being the greatest. And that's what he did. I never forget, man, those early years going against Utah and those air balls. Airballed a couple threes and airballed a, a mid-range jump shot and Utah ends up beating the Lakers. And, you know, he just walks off the floor and he has this look on his face like, I'm going to be back. And I'm going to take that shot again and again and again. And I'm never going to be sorry about it. And what did he do? He continued to evolve as a player. Came into the league as a snot-nosed 17-year-old, athletic as hell, with some attitude, and really, really took some time to develop. You know, his first year, he didn't play that much. Second year, he played a ton. And then, you know, his third year, that's when you saw the that leap. 
I always talk about that trajectory for young players. You want to see that evolution from year one to year two. We saw that. And then the moon leap to year three. We saw that as well. Kobe Bryant was just, he was destined to play basketball. And we all thought that he would be defined by how he led and how he played on the basketball court. When all actuality, what we learned about him is that he was a better father than he was a basketball player. His girls are the almost splitting image of him and his wife, Vanessa. Like They're kind of like split down the middle. Gigi looked just like Kobe. And it was funny that that was his favorite and how he evolved into this mature man and wanted to be a family man, be there for his kids, be there for his wife, have his foundation, have the Mamba Academy, all of these things, and just give back, write, create. He won an Oscar, all of these things. And it's like we understand why he played so hard. He played so hard because he was showing us if you put all of your energy, all of your effort into whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you love to do, Everything else will work itself out in the end. You'll be able to enjoy that success later. So bust your ass. Work hard. Put in the effort. Don't worry about making friends. Don't worry about the outside noise. Because at the end of the day, when people look back at you and say, yo, that dude or that that lady, yo, they work so hard. And, yo, we got nothing but respect, man. We got nothing but respect. You can be able to sit back and appreciate the totality of your work. And then you can be able to share that with your family. Or share that with whoever you want to share it with. But put in the work. Like, no matter what you want to do, that's what he showed us. He showed us to... Go after it. He showed us that it's okay to be in this mode and be a little selfish to get what you want. Because at the end of the day, it's for a bigger cause. It's for a higher calling. Everybody realized that at the end. And those people that hated Kobe Bryant understood it too. They got it. Like, okay. Now I understand. All right. Yeah. Now, okay. Now I understand why he did that. Oh, okay. I, this is why he got 81? Okay. Oh, okay. So the two, the whole 2003 year where he was dealing with a, a case and he was going back and forth to Colorado and he still played at a high. Oh, okay. I, I get it now. All of these things culminated to what we saw the evolution of Kobe Bryant after the game was. This happy guy, just always smiling with his daughter, with his entire family, giving back, writing children's books, you know, having his production uh, uh, company, all of these things because there was no doubt in his mind that he gave everything for basketball. Everybody always say, oh, man, you, you know, you still look good. Can you still play? Of course I can still play. I don't want to because I gave everything I had. I can be able to be fine walking away from basketball now because I left everything on the floor. You've heard talks about Jordan still having that itch to play after he retired. Even when he was, you know, up in his 40s, even in his 50s, still had that itch to play and be in the game. Well, I can still do that. I can still hoop. Oh, I can be able to score 25 right now with the new rules. Kobe Bryant never had that. He never had that itch to say, yeah, I wonder what would happen if I would just train for a full year and 
try to make another run at it. You know, I see LeBron and the Lakers are doing good, so maybe I can kind of come out of retirement and give him, give him a boost. No. He was content with being a dad. He was content with being the father figure and that support system that his family needed because he gave everything he had to basketball. They sacrificed so much for him. Now it's time for him to do the same thing for them. And that's what he taught us. He taught us that set lofty goals for yourself. Some people may look at you and laugh and say, ah, I don't see you doing that, but set it yourself. If you believe that you're going to do that, go ahead and do it. If you want to be the next Tiger Woods, go ahead and do it. But put in the work. You want to be the next Jordan, Kobe Bryant? Go ahead. But put the work in that they did. Match it and then maybe you have to do a little more. Are you willing to do that? Because when Kobe Bryant picked up a basketball, he said he's going to be the greatest player to ever play. And he lasered in on Michael Jordan because to him, that's who the greatest player was. And he said to himself, I got to work twice as hard as that guy did. Maybe that's going to make me be a double jerk because a lot of people thought that Jordan was was a jerk or whatever it was. I, I got to be double that. Because if that's where I have to go to get where I want to be, then so be it. That's what life is. You got to attack it. You got to go after it. That's what I learned from Kobe Bryant. You know, all the accolades on the court are great. The five NBA championships, the two finals MVPs, the one regular season MVP, the all-defensive teams, the all-NBA teams, all of those things, they're great. But that's not what I took from Kobe Bryant. I took everything else from him. I took the drive, the, the, the will to not give up to be obsessive about your dreams and your goals, to go after it, to not make anybody compromise what you're trying to do. Because if people love you, they're not going to stand in your way of doing what you got to do. I'm going to miss the fact that on Laker legend night or whatever it is, bobblehead night, Kobe Bryant won't be walking out of that tunnel. Kobe Bryant won't be on TNT breaking down games and cracking jokes with Shaq and Kenny and Charles. We won't see him chop it up with James Worthy. We won't see him laughing and giggling with Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, cracking a joke with Jeannie Buss. None of those things that all the other legends in the game have had the chance to feel, you know, feel that end of the career love. Like, man, these people really did appreciate what I did. It might not have looked like that when I was playing because, you know, fans are a little crazy. They're a little critical. They are emotional. They'll call you a bum one minute and then love you the next. We will never get to see that from him. But I think he understood. I think he felt it. I think the love that you see globally the love that you see in California, wherever, China, just all over the planet, man. I think he felt that. I think he understood it. I would hope that he did because the joy that he brought to my life for almost 30 years, I mean, I'll never I'll never be able to like thank him and say, "Yo, you 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 don't have no idea." how you made my life special. You have no idea how you've shaped my personality, my competitive drive. That all came from seeing how hard Kobe worked, how hard he worked. I'll never be able to say thank you to him personally, obviously, because I, I might have never met him in real life, maybe. But I'm going to say it now. Thank you. Thank you for being who you were. Thank you for always delivering. Thank you for always being you. Thank you for 
sharing your family with us. Thank you for being so transparent. Thank you for growing up in, you know, the media world where we saw a 17-year-old kid mature and turn into one of the greatest fathers we've ever seen. Thank you. Because seeing that and being a father myself now, it all makes sense. So thank you. Basketball to me will will never be the same, and that's okay. But what will never change is my appreciation of Kobe being Bryant. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. Without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. Who is the first candidate this week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Matt LaFleur, head coach for the Green Bay Packers. Matt LaFleur is my candidate for... Dummy, yeah. Because let me get this straight. You're the head coach of one of the most historical franchises in all the football hell, all the sports, right? You have a quarterback that is the MVP of the season. You're playing maybe the the greatest player of all time on the other side. And you're down a touchdown. You don't think to yourself, okay, cool. Let's try to get this touchdown in. Third down happens. Okay, it's now third and goal. You're at the eight. And at no point did you ever think, maybe, just maybe, I should probably let Aaron Rodgers throw this ball on fourth down. And hey, who knows what can happen? Maybe some Lambo magic will happen. No, 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 no. You say, no, no, we're going to kick the field goal. (laughs) So, this is a guy, I'm telling you right now, I probably think that this has probably happened to Matt LaFleur before. Maybe a girl has invited him over and say, hey, let's do a Netflix and chill. And, you know, he's there and now he's, counting his steps he's plotting his move instead of just doing what he's supposed to do just going for the kill no no no, i have to i have to talk to her and i have to do all these things i i gotta play it safe ends up playing it safe and she looks at him like ah right i guess you didn't Want what I wanted, so now you're in the friend zone. <laughs> and once you're in the friend zone, you don't get out of the friend zone. Matt LaFleur looks like that type of guy. You just miss the moment. You miss the moment because you're not aware of what the hell is going on around you. You don't understand your surroundings. Aaron freaking Rodgers. You take the ball out of his hand. I guess I understand if it was Jordan Love or if it was... Rex Grossman, uh, Tim Tebow, any one of these other quarterbacks. But Aaron freaking Rodgers? Really? Really? I definitely saw it was a bit windy in Lambeau Field because that dummy wind just smacked you right in the face. <laughs> that dummy truck just kept running on over you. Just kept <laughs> running all over you. I don't expect you to be... Bill Belichick, I don't expect you to be Bill Parcells. Hell, I don't expect you to be Vince Lombardi. Just give the ball to A.A. Ron. That's it. 
as all was under your job title. When the game was on the line, give it to A.A. Ron. When it's fourth down, give it to A.A. Ron. If it's first and 20, let A.A. Ron throw the ball. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It's the same outcome. Give him the ball. Because I'm telling you right now, you know who would have caught that pass for the touchdown on fourth down? The wide receiver that you guys should have drafted instead of Jordan Love, who hasn't dressed the entire season. That's who would have caught the ball. So Matt LaFleur, you must have been the master of the friend zone back in the day and striking out left and right. But you're possibly a winner. Possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. Uh, I definitely want to end the show on the right way. I also want to, you know, say a little thing for Seiko Smith, who tragically passed today as well. NBA reporter, always used to keep it 100, was well-respected. Great guy. I just, I don't know, man. I I don't know what's going on. Um, But my thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his friends, Everybody who loved him, who watched him, who enjoyed watching him and seeing him on TV. So, you know, rest in peace, Sekou. Um, Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. He's family, and I've been knowing Sekou for so long. Um, Everybody has said it so eloquently, Um, just a guy that, you know, Loved to write, had his impact on everything he did about basketball, loved the game. Uh, we had, we called it the back of the bus crew. It was me, Art Trish, Dennis Scott. We covered the Hawks games and the stories and the fun and the laughter. And and first and foremost, want to send my condolences out to Heather and the three children. Um, we had so many debates, so many great debates. His love and passion of how to grow the game, how we can make the game better. Um, his hang time podcast that I know everybody's been on his impact was, 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 will be felt, you know, forever uh, because of the way he was as a man, you know, Sekou wasn't about, you know, finding out anything other than growing the game at his purest form and when it was best, um, you know, I'm wearing my blue and gold today because he's, he's a Michigan man. I'm a Spartan and. That's the way I will honor my guy. You know, I'm so heartbroken right now, Matt Grant and Candace, but um, so many mixed emotions. I, I just can't understand uh, not being able to go on without having our debates, our conversations, our love for not just a game of basketball. He was a guy that I used to go to and will still think about all our talks and how he's helped me so much. It had nothing to do with the game of basketball, just about the game of life. A one-point game. basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body, to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, I'm deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and the hurt 
Not because Challenge called me. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds from the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.